0: Greetings, listeners. Once again, welcome to Shy Lounge. I am your host, Shinblade. Another interview is coming down on this episode, and is going to be a monumental one. First of all, I have to give a shout out uh, last weekend to Russell Pro up in Rahway, New Jersey, where they had the Broken Hardys and former WWE star Ryback. I should have said uh, the Hardy Boys, uh, former WWE stars, but the Broken Angle has been done by them. It's been done. No deleting here, not even obsolete. Also, wow, somebody's ringing me already. <laughs> also, uh, Sunday, I recently attended uh, the RVD comedy show in Baltimore, Maryland at Jimmy Seafood, uh, which is the best restaurant in Baltimore. So, if you're in the Baltimore area, I suggest you go to Jimmy Seafood and you sit down, have a plate. Tell Johnny Crabcakes that Shinblade sent you. He'll hook you up with a little something. Hey, but don't charge me for it. But anyway, this episode uh, or should I say this interview? This episode is already running. This interview that we're having now is with former uh WWE star, ECW legend, and house of hardcore founder Tommy Dreamer. Uh apparently the story goes like this He did a run in during rvd's comedy show uh quote unquote that's a wrestling term means interfere but in this case it wasn't an interfering act it was more of a you know plant in the audience you know because also rvd is a former wwe star and ecw legend as well so those guys probably had a relationship dating back more than 20 years but he got up there told a couple uh, jokes and balls Mahoney story who recently passed away this year, 2016 uh, balls Mahoney, a very, very uh, kind individual. I met him a couple times in his family. Uh, sadly, he's no longer with us, um, but you know, we got to move on and we also can uh, see balls Mahoney on the WDD network for 9.99. Let me get my plug there. But anyway, um, also shouts out to, uh, Johnny Crabcakes, of Jimmy Seafood, you know, holding a uh, great event. Also, Dan Devitt, owner of MCW Wrestling. And a couple of wrestlers came out and attended the event. If you've seen my Facebook or my Instagram or my Twitter, I sat beside next to the role model Eric Chapel and his lovely wife of the Hector Raj, the uh, MCW Tag Team Champions. Unfortunately, Dirty Money wasn't there. Also, I was sitting across from... The GM of MCW Wrestling Phil Stamper So you recognize him from the videos uh, With Ken Dixon And uh, Dixon Line When they uh, thrashed uh, King Ryan McBride So anyway we I, I had this interview It was such great time Sitting down with Tommy um, I sat down with him during the Survivor Series pay-per-view So I didn't watch it until I got home uh, I felt it, I was a little late and uh, watching this pay-per-view, but it was a great pay-per-view. It's one of the best Survivor Series uh, I ever seen in my life because I'm i an old school fan, just like friends of mine who uh, watches it and we love the elimination matches. So we're, we're thankful for that formula coming out. Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg. I have to talk about that because I, I made an article and a couple of websites published my uh, editorial article about Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg, how we hated the 2004 uh, WrestleMania 20 match between the two. And now, for those who don't know, but it's been spreading everywhere, so this is not a spoiler. Uh, this match lasted about maybe under two minutes. Uh, Goldberg pushed Lesnar down and speared him twice and Jack Hammer and, and it was for the win. So um, a lot of people are fuming over it because we want to see a fight. I also wanted to see a fight myself. Um, they, you know, the other half, just like the election, they loved it. They were into the nostalgia of Goldberg being the WCW guy again. So it's pretty much split. But if you want to let me know what you think about the matchup, uh, hit me up on Facebook at Official Shin Blade. Uh, drop me a line on Twitter at Shinsational One S H I N S A T I O N A L O N E. And also hit me on Instagram as the same Sensational One. I don't have Snapchat because I, I, I kind of don't believe in that. My my life as a podcaster is not too interesting for a Snapchat where you can post pictures every day on an everyday basis. I, I try to do as much Instagram as I can because people are enjoying Uh, The meet and greets that I have and, you know, the networking, Uh, a lot of people like the RVD, Uh, a lot of people also uh, liked, a lot of people also liked my last interview with Gary Michael Capetta, I got a couple of compliments from them. Also, compliments from the uh, musical guest contradiction. So, if you are a hip hop artist, uh, rock star, whatever have you, you got some PG friendly music, I can put out to the to the masses. Hit me up on my email, shin.blade.808 at gmail.com. That is shin.blade.808 at gmail.com. Also, I have to give a shout out to one of my beautiful. Hardworking friends, the original god of Monique Dupree, the first black screen queen in the horror genre. She uh, saw her at the R V D show. She is so warm. She's so loving. Also hardworking. She inspires me. Uh, as well as Johnny Crabcakes. There's a picture on Instagram to see that. So I love working together and uh in order I love our networking circle that we can get together and and just uh create. And that's what part of building my brain is based upon networking and creating new options, going down new uh, pathways instead of just following the other person. And that's what makes yourself unique from other people. Also, I have a note about uh, a lot of people ask me about the shy hands. Uh, You know, do I get people to do the shy hands when I pose with them? The answer is no. I don't get people to do it is nothing of a disrespect. If people do it during the picture, I think it's an homage. I think it's imitation, which is a sincerest form of flattery. Um, I'm down for it. As long as your heart is right, as long as you, you know what it stands for, because it came from a, from a dear person that uh, inspired me to do it more. And that was my own mother, Mother Shy. So she saw me do it on the talk show and said, I love it. And it just became a thing. Um, a lot of people, uh, like it. They do it, you know, post artwork, give me pictures of them doing the shy hands. Uh, some people don't like it. Think it's sacrilegious towards, uh, God. Don't worry. I'm a spiritual person. I am I am partly religious myself, so I get it and I can explain it to you. And if you don't get it, then I I can't do more about it. But before we get into before we get into the interview with the ECW legend and House of Hardcore uh, owner, I have two things to put down. One is the promotional aspect of the House of Hardcore because they have a couple of dates that's coming soon to a town near you. Well, then again, it's to three different towns, two in the East Coast and one in the Midwest. So I'm going to give you the dates. Come out to Waukesha, Wisconsin, the Milwaukee area for Blizzard Brawl slash House of Hardcore on December third, which will be uh, featured David Hero, Abyss, Al Snow, and many others. On December sixteenth, it will be another House of Hardcore show in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. This will be Tony Neese's last independent show before he starts going full time for WWE. The Cruiserweight uh, tournament, the Cruiserweight. Uh, Tournament wrestler, should I say. I was gonna say entrant, but it's not a battle royal. Is his last show, so we're gonna have a send-off for him. We're gonna make it great. We're gonna we're gonna burn the ECW arena slash twenty three hundred arena down. Well not burn it, but we're going to make it hot. And then also on the seventeenth, they'll be in Baltimore, Maryland, in the MCW arena in Joppa. On the outskirts of Baltimore, which will feature newly WWE signee James Ellsworth, an internet sensation that's been blowing up all over social media. I think personally, I partly gave him his contract which is a good thing because uh, he worked hard for it. I don't know him personally, but we're acquaintances. We met, we talked a couple times. I have not talked to him ever since he made the transition to James Ellsworth, but I would like to uh, have a conversation with him. I'm sorry, people. He would not be on shy lounge unless I get some kind of clearance from WWE to do it. I would love to get the man with two hands and a fighting chance on the show. And we could just sit down and, you know, shoot the breeze and, uh, Talk about what's he doing? Well, apparently he's not doing much from Braun Strowman. But if you know WWE, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, I have a musical guest, which by the name of Will Spitwell, featuring Speak Easy. This song was sent to me by Chris Prism because he produced it of Illiteracy. Uh, they've been sending me a lot of beats, a lot of songs, and I just had to choose just one. But this single is called Cowgirl. I have been rocking to this song for the last month because I didn't know where I could, what episode I could use this upon. So I guess with Tommy Dreamer, I could use this, you know. I think Tommy Dreamer's a hip hop guy, you know, guy from Yonkers, New York. He can dig it, you know, plus the whole Tommy Boy thing in ECW when they had, uh, two Cold Scorpio. So anyway. Before we get to the interview, here is Cowgirl by Will Spitwell, featuring Speakeasy, produced by my main man, Chris Prism of Illiteracy.
1: can believe you at country boy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. uh-huh. Wow. Right. Spit it. it is. 17 excuses, not the chances. Plus I just watched the last cat to ask if Shorty wanted to dance Get his pride merged so politely, lame advances Hopeful lookers get the arm above their hands slit This ain't her first rodeo Not trying to be tied down, but she know the ropes Got a sick little walk, no polio Double D's and the brother need a double dose Thirsty I'm not, intrigued I am Perfect how the jeans hugging her gams Probably why she got a train of clowns tugging her hand First world pretty girl problems Beautifully made Light skin her whole life Your fault for throwing shade Cause all she wanna do is Do-si-do when her songs played. But the low rise got her thong displayed So brothers be taking liberties Coming out of the wrongest ways Not a saint Tats like body paint Class of her own Like classes at home No surprise Never let you go No goodbyes When really I just wanna know your thighs Vodka on the rocks Lost sight of the lighthouse Still trying to make me rehab Ripped to winehouse Looking in their eyes, nothing to hide. Step outside and, and let, let me see you ride,
2: ride cowgirl. I'm in love, man. so beautiful. Got me in the zone. Body language is musical. Nothing on my mind but your waistline. Go ahead and let me see you ride, cowgirl. I'm in love, man. so beautiful. Got me in the zone. Body language is musical. Saddle up, this is our world. And let me see you ride, cowgirl.
1: Every night identical venture. drink specials in the wings ain't bad I continue showing up, lifting and lowering cup Talking life over with a pretty stranger who showed enough cleavage that I believed it Might have been a decepticon kind of had it on her lower back over crack Smell something fishy, automatic, throw it back You ain't gotta be a dope boy or rat to know a trap I'm just here to admire the faded denim Cut off white below the cheeks and they painted in them Head with the brown ass kick I pay attention And I don't see a southern girl here That ain't a thick one. Look at them line dance Look at the flannel shirts Tied high showing the fun bags Like ta If she ain't ashamed Why should I be? Just a fly on the wall of the cat house lobby. Walking quick by me, so I'm catching whips like swinging the mist. Smelling like Abercrombie and Fitch. Reassurance, something extra on the swing in the hips. Raspberry lips, just the right amount of hair. Flip right before she raise a brown bottle in the air. With the two or three other fine specimens she's there with. I raise a silver bullet in your view and take it to the head like I can't live without you. Just let it ride.
2: And on my mind, but your waistline Go ahead and let me see your ride Cowgirl I fall in love. Man, it's so beautiful. men to go into this bar with the mechanical bull and so
3: shit They done lost their mind so But it was worth it, though I met something nice up in there Asked her if she missed me even though we just met But I'm a Yankees fan, sipping on that what's next? Approach her, she bucking on that soju Korean mama, German daddy, call her World War II Why? Wow. Cause of that's the timing, it infuriates me Reckless on the dance dancer when you drop it Boom, about to spit that karaoke Asked her if she cares to know me Said the bars was hot and then she smirked On oh, me According to plan Getting big so she can make some noise Accordion man Jack in it. hand post party She's still in the company We grab a slice of drunken pizza Swap numbers and yeah, to nice to meet you. walk away and then I feel a jump on my back She said we'll finish up the bottle And grab breakfast after that We still my beating heart Scared to open my eyes Let's finish up the combo Then we'll find out This how you ride cowgirl I fall in love man.
2: So beautiful Got me in the zone Body language is musical Nothing on my mind but your waistline Go ahead and let me see your ride, cowgirl I fall in love, eh? so beautiful Got me in the zone, body language is musical Saddle up, this is our world And let
1: me see your ride, cowgirl Hey, yo, yo, chill, chill. I, got chill, I got this
2: one
1: Hey, we just notching off the checklist at this point I mean, what else do you wanna hear, like, really? We got everything but gun sound effects for the true gun sword Superset headed your way And then we riding out I mean, excuse me, excuse me How rude of me not to introduce myself Until now You've of course been locking with the infallible Will Spitwell And none other than the squad It looks itcom On the way At Will underscore Spitwell On Twitter And please, please stay tuned Because we have so much more to come Never lie, shout out to Kimbra, Chris to P, Easy, Young Observed, Ill Paradise, Fantas, and, and, and the whole rest of the, the Ill lit, lit, family. Ill-Lit family, ill-lit, 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 Ill-Lit baby, let's go, let's go, let's go.
0: Alright, so I'm here with the founder of House of Hardcore and ECW legend, Tommy Dreamer. How you doing? Nice to see you. Thank you for having me. Okay. Well, what I wanted to do first is uh, do the hometown thing, is promote uh, your House of Hardcore shows. Absolutely. And to me, I always wonder, like, how did you, what, what made you start House of Hardcore?
4: The general progression, I guess, uh, one of Tommy Dreamer, two almost out of anger, out of anger? Dealing with uh, crappy independent wrestling promotions, which okay. happens to everybody. Yes. Yeah. And uh, something I always wanted to do. And then it was just a weekend where it was almost like the stars aligned. I got screwed over by a promoter, which hasn't happened in a long time. And I hate the fact that when you still hear stuff like that. And then I was just kind of, let me do one. Mm-hmm. It, it hit. And then I was like, let me do another one. Mm-hmm. It went well. So I did one the first year, two the next year. And then it was just kind of been steamrolling, and we're coming up upon House of Hardcore 21, 22, 23, so doing almost averaging one a month.
0: Yeah, you've been fledgling, this is fledgling business, because um, I thought personally, you know, with, with certain wrestlers, it was like, you know, they work WWE, and then they, they go back to doing a lot of uh, independent dates until their time has come, or, you know, some of them are paid, they don't have to do that, you know, like John Cena, but you started your own company, and it's just—I hear about it all the time. And you know, I'm just like—I want to go to a show one day. I got to go to a show, and I—and I have um, already. I think I—I I think the the last Blizzard Brawl was sort of like yes. that, yes. Um, with David Hero up in uh, Wisconsin, but um, who's—I who, mean, I wanted to ask you personally, like who stitched you, like? You, you can't uh, it's. No worries about throwing people <laughs> in the bus. I think with social media, some guys should. But,
4: you know, even if you tell people, uh, promoters are stiffing people, I think people would still show up. You know, that's kind of what wrestlers... You try to hope that he doesn't stiff you. Mm-hmm. It, it sucks because it would get rid of a lot of riffraff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hate hearing that. I mean, I've, there's been some horror stories where people stand out on charities and, mm-hmm. and all this stuff. So, uh... And trying to eliminate that as well as, you know, start my own company is also make a better working environment for my friends, my peers and and fellow wrestlers. And For me, I've also kind of, I have a great reputation with wrestling fans Mm -hmm. and I think that kind of has stuck. Mm -hmm. I have kept every stipulation. Mm -hmm. I have given every show surprises of unadvertised talent and I'm also still a fan. So I guess that kind of has all resonated why my business has, you know, done very well. You know, I've also had a television, I've also had a television show with uh, the fight network that I purposely did almost like a series, did 13 episodes, which then led to the title. no, it was house of hearts. Okay. Okay. On the fight network. And then, uh, I did that purposely to go to my show that I did in Toronto and set the attendance record there in Toronto. I never uh, heard that news yet. The Ted Reaver, yeah. Okay. And now, uh, actually, I just tweeted moments before we did this that uh, I just signed for Blizzard Brawl and my next two other shows to be on Flow Slam. And, uh, it's uh, going to be pretty big for me.
0: That's the same company that does Evolve Wrestling um, right now. It's a whole new
4: network, and they. Uh, People just are associating them with wrestling because the wrestling community is so strong, especially on social media, but they have tons of programming. Mm-hmm. And now it's not about, my whole thing was getting a television deal. Mm-hmm. It's not about just getting a television deal now. Now you can get more people to watch your stuff via the internet. Mm-hmm. Via, you know you could watch everything from your TV, from the internet. So it's, uh, it's a bit of a game changer for me and being able to show my product more to the masses.
0: Yeah, because uh, you, you know Fight Network is fledgling. It in Flow Slam is fledgling. It, uh, they just did Evolve uh, in New York, and that was the infamous day that uh, a good guy that I know by the name of Styles he got he got fired. Which it's kind of you like you get fired from a company if they're not paying you. But <laughs> I'm not saying not
4: paying if they're not your employer. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was a beyond stupid situation, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Joey, of course, as he always does, takes a high road, and uh, the only thing, I guess, that could, happen, it was handled very, very poorly, mm-hmm. and uh, that's all really to make, it's, I wasn't there, Did you hear it, you think about society, you think we are as a whole, mm-hmm. that same night, Dave Chappelle said... He grabbed a woman's pussy. You can say that. Okay. He said he stayed at the Trump Hotel and and he grabbed his maid's pussy. Sorry, Lorne. Yeah. Everybody laughed. And he dropped three N-bombs and everyone laughed. And that Um, was just a monologue. Yes. But I don't... Joey's situation was... Could have been handled after the show ended. And it just... It went from a spark to a grease fire to an all-out inferno in a matter of seconds and uh, it should have never went down that way. Also, it was uh, not even, the word wasn't even said.
0: No, it it wasn't. I was there.
4: So it was uh, handled wrongly Mm -hmm. and hopefully all parties uh, have uh, learned from it and they can move forward and I'm happy that Flo Slam, who kind of had to take the Neutral side to it, you know. Though they had to say that, you know, they were supporting the client, which they should. Mm-hmm. But it's, uh, it's all good, and there will be no problems with House of Hardcore and uh, Flow Slam and. I hope one of my matches somebody does grab a uh, ladies' area. <laughs> or somebody just grab my area. Look at me. I can try it.
0: Well, well we saw it in ECW many years ago. We, we saw it, it at days. House of
4: Hardcore many times.
0: Hey, I was just on Tosh.0
4: myself the night of the election grabbing uh, Francine. But nobody saw it because the election was going on. But that's okay.
0: Yeah, and I was basically asleep during that program, uh, <laughs> during that election program. But House of Hardcore, you have bought many names to the table. You bought Mysterio, you bought, um, I don't bro, know if I can yeah, say, bro. I was going to say El Patron. Um, you bought a good guy that I know before he got signed, Brian Myers, who is now uh, Kirk Hawkins. So I have to say, though, that um, one of the things that I, I've seen and I've been impressed by was Chris Hero. Hero's awesome. Um you know, people joke about him because of his weight and, and whatever, but he's still an awesome performer. It doesn't matter about your weight. It matters about what you're wearing. My whole thing, no politics, no BS, just wrestling.
4: It's your talent and your ability, and your ability in the ring is all I care about. Um, that's how I was raised. Mm-hmm. People want to talk about bodies and all that stuff. That You're judging a book by its cover. I want to read more of Chris Hero book. Yes. I want to read more of other people's book. Hell, if that happened, I don't think anyone would have wanted to know Tommy Jr.'s book, uh, so you can't judge a person like that, or a talent, but...
0: I, I still, um, I mean, personally with me, it's like, you're a former wrestler, and then you have some of these promoter guys that's saying, like, oh, Tommy Jr. doesn't know what he's talking about, but at the same time, at ECW, you worked in the office with Paul Heyman, you were, like, his right-hand man, Sure. so it's like, you see... Dreamer the wrestler, but you don't know Dreamer uh, or your real name, the businessman.
4: Yep, but I mean, also, we did it. I ran what's now NXT. I ran the WWE developmental system. Mm -hmm. I ran OVW and Deep South Wrestling, you know, which now are, you know, NXT. I
0: seen Bill DeMont a couple weeks ago. I
4: had, uh, that's cool. I had uh, budgets to reach. I had uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, stuff on my plate, Mm -hmm. and that, you know, I'm. College graduate, I this this is business, just like the NFL is a business, Major League Baseball is a business. (laughs) Uh, So when you're looking at things, you have to look at things. For for me, for my own shows, I want to field the best team that's going to win me a championship. So far, I have uh, been successful at that. I was looking at my July. Fifteenth uh, is when I ran the Ted Reeve Arena. Yes, and then I also did a show that was in 2015, and then I did a show in May of 2016.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My
4: show in July, just because I went to the poster mm-hmm. last night with NXT's Takeover, I've had nine people who are now in WWE from that show. That hurt. That sucks for me, right for them. And my since May, I've had seven who are on my show are now in WWE. So uh, it's cool for them, mm-hmm. and I will continue on my path to so I can sign people to contracts so then they don't automatically have to go to somewhere else. I have a great relationship with WWE. i be on Monday night. I'm doing something with the network. I have a great relationship with Vince, Shane, Stephanie, Hunter, but uh, you know, I'm just trying to carve out my own path.
0: You're a well-respected band in the locker room, and, you know, you know. i shaking your hand many times. We met two years ago, and the one thing that made me pop when you came back for your latest run in WWE was that the fact that you wore House of Hardcore shirts because I thought WWE was so closed off to say you can't wear anything except for what they give you or just a black shirt for you to come out. And I just popped big because I'm saying that is his company, and he's wearing his shirt. And um, was was that an easy task, or did you have to go through so many? Uh, no,pe wasn't, yes? wasn't. You said I'm just going to wear work. my shirt and I go out. I didn't say
4: anything, and uh, well, I also don't even know if they even realized that indoor cared. Mm-hmm. It's a different business right now. Mm-hmm. You know, just you look at you know you said you're at the Evolve show. WWE has sent talent to uh, Evolve. Mm-hmm. You know, they had William Regal at that show. Uh, a lot of uh, Evolve talent. You know. They sent him that Tommy End, yes Who was signed? Same one those last matches. Uh, for me, I had Rhino's last indie show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he worked for me a couple times because that's the respect for the business and
0: letting wrestlers stick to their dates. Yeah. Uh, a lot of wrestlers don't do that in, in the indie scenes. They say where the money, and then they go where the hire Then you're stupid, and you'll have a, a less longevity in your career.
4: Uh, for my next shows, what do I have? I have Tony Nice who will be there with me December 3rd. And then December 16th in Philly's his last ever indie show. Okay. Uh, for the Joppa show, I have James Ellsworth. I nice. Have, uh, Spirit Squad. Okay. Uh, who else do I have? I guess that's really it WWE-wise, but all my shows are pretty uh, loaded. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's... Good. When men or women make a commitment, Mm -hmm. they will fulfill it. December 3rd, I have Mickey James, who just tore it up and, you know, take over last night. So uh, I'm looking forward to
0: it. Okay, well, uh, thank you for promoting your uh, future shows. Um, I would love to go to your shows, probably wear a shirt and promote it and go on social media and and everything. Time see. Wait a minute! I'm going to Milwaukee. <laughs> alright well it, It's like Milwaukee. And then I have a choice between Joppa or Philly. Which I probably go to Philly be, out of respect for Tony yeah. Nee's, uh Last, have show. you ever been to uh, the ECW Arena before? Yes, I have. Okay. That's I have been in the winter. I have been in the summertime, and it is cooking in there. So whenever people tell me ECW stories about in July, in and yet yeah, it's so hot, it's swamp ass in there. Yeah, like crazy. even the prettiest female. And the arena stinks. In the ECW arena. Not, not joking, it's hollow no, ground. Trust
4: me, it's improvement for what it used to be. It's great in the
0: wintertime if you want heat.
4: Don't you, uh, it was it was just different. and uh, But for what they have done to what it was, it's, uh, it's amazing. And uh, I love it. And you can't beat that atmosphere. And if you're a wrestling fan, you have to, have to, have to go to uh, a... An event there because then you're not really like. I just went, I'm a baseball fan, I just went to Cooperstown first time really? in my life. I had to make the trip. And uh, if you're a wrestling fan, you got to go to the UCW Arena. Okay, how's a hard question. Well, right.
0: I, I got two more uh, questions. Go for, for it. it. Uh, one, I want to know your, cra- either your craziest or greatest 2300 arena story. Yeah. <laughs>
4: I have too many. To I should have asked you a Balls Mahoney story. I already just told a bunch of them. Yeah. Uh, my greatest 2300 arena, I would say, is me and Brian Lee from the scaffold match. And Brian Lee grabbed, if you could watch it, on the WWE Network uh, for 9 There you go, Vince. Pulls down a piece of the wire from the building, starts choking me with it, blah, 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 blah. Then he let it go. After the match, I come in the back, and the guy who's running the building, he's like, can I talk to you two? And I was like, what's up? He goes, you know that black wire? And we were like, yeah. He goes, that was all the electricity to the building. He goes, I do not know, because he ripped it off the wall. Mm-hmm. I do not know how you both wore an electrocuted right there mm-hmm. uh, once he grabbed it. Was, he grabbed a lot. It had a rubber, mm-hmm. but he grabbed the electricity to the entire building, so we could have just fried up there. <laughs> So that wasn't a great story, but it was just that God stuff. For that. I want to say for what, dude? I've been blessed to see so much great stuff there. <laughs> uh, as Tommy Dreamer, the wrestler, Tommy Dreamer behind the curtain, the fan. I think the greatest thing, the smartest thing that Paul Heyman, one of the best things he ever did, was he brought ECW barely legal there our first pay per view, and we were being offered more money to go other places. But Paul knew that if he took that anywhere else but there people would have shit on him, mm-hmm. and to give the first pay-per-view to the ECW fans in the ECW arena was pure genius, and the emotion and pride out of that show, you can never capture, ever.
0: Well, you know, one thing, uh, one of the craziest stories that I found out at ECW arena, I think this is ECW arena, was the arena that, the uh, excuse me, the storyline with Raven and the Jesus Christ. That wasn't you. Um, It was was Sandman. Yeah, Sandman. That was when Kurt Angle was there, and he walked out. Stormed out. He was mad. Yeah, that was the uh, craziest. He just, he just stormed out. He didn't say anything to anybody.
4: Well, no, he said if you ever show him, he wanted to be trained by at house hardcore, Mm -hmm. original house hardcore, Mm -hmm. uh, with and join ECW, and he was just very, very upset about you know, which is stupid. Because uh, I've seen men crucified on television, it's kind of the same thing. But wrestling always falls into that weird place. Just like we started off talking about Joey Styles, it falls into that weird place yeah. where you know that wasn't that was just Joey Styles. That wasn't Joe Bonsignor. and the fact that he didn't say it too is a is a big thing. Wrestling, you know, if you think about, you can never have an overly homosexual. Character anymore, like a Rico, mm-hmm. or like Member and Billy and Chuck were going to get married. Oh and yeah, an organization will get mad, mm-hmm. and then you know, it, it has shut them down. It's same with a Muhammad Hassan.
0: What about Katie Vick and Triple H in the casket? Well, that was just bad booking. <laughs>
4: I'm just saying these yeah. people are playing characters, mm-hmm. but yet you can have people on television. You know, Sons of Anarchy has had some pretty controversial stuff going on there. And you can have people who play gay characters and they're not gay, but yet if it's professional wrestling, all of a sudden people have a problem with it. Mm -hmm. And so it's that weird, uh, weird mix that I never understood Mm -hmm. because it's, you know, it's not real. They're playing a character.
0: Well, they, they think we're all buffoons in the industry. So that's why that umbrella comes down to us. Now, the other question I want to ask you, and this is a staple on my show, is advice to younger wrestlers and or promoters in the business. Because I know you are fruitful, full of advice. Okay.
4: If you're a promoter, make sure uh, you put together a budget. Make sure you can go in there saying, I can lose this much money. <laughs> but don't just say, I'm going to run a wrestling show. Because you once you say you're running a wrestling show, if you call one person, you have a commitment to that person. You have a commitment to that person's family. Uh, if you have a venue, okay, it's math. Mm-hmm. I can fit... Two people in this venue, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to charge $100 a ticket, so that's $200. So right then and there, the most you can make is $200. Well, a ring rentals maybe cost you $300, so right then and there, you're going to lose $100 if you're going to run this wrestling show. Mm-hmm. You have to do the math. Here's my venue. Here's how mm-hmm. many people I have. Here is how many tickets I should, price for tickets I should charge. With that, know that when you do a show, you have to pay rent. You have to pay for mm-hmm. insurance you have to pay for wrestlers to perform. So after you do all that, there's your budget, put that out there, and then also go into there saying, I may lose all of this. Yes. So if you have that to lose, fine. Don't say, I'm gonna pay people off on the gate. Mm -hmm. Don't do any of that. Just say, that's how I'm gonna go out to, I'm gonna go to work to lose money. That's crappy, but if you're gonna roll that dice, and trust me, I roll that dice all the time. Uh, that is one if you're a wrestler just like anything master your craft mm-hmm. this is if you want to make this your life then be in the best shape that you can I have seen guys where they ask me like oh what can I do and I would like, say you going to need to work on your body I see them seven months later and they're still in mm-hmm. the same exact shape or worse shape mm-hmm. I've people heard people tell me uh, well, it's hard to get in shape, or I want to get paid to get in what? shape. What? No. Uh, that is the wrong. You have to eat, sleep, and drink this business, mm-hmm. or else you're not going to make it. And that's just not in this business. That's in any... If you want to be a football player playing in the NFL, then guess what? You need to practice your ass off. So if you want to go to the Olympics, if you want to become a Major League Baseball player, you got to be in the batting cage every day. Derek Jeter. I uh, practice, practice every, every single day that he could, if you listen to anyone's stories and you should watch documentaries, Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning went out there and practiced, everyone was like he would study playbook, you have to sacrifice a lot mm-hmm. for the rewards at the end and then the people who stood by you during those sacrifices, they're your friends forever, the people who didn't, get them out of your lives, so it's all good.
0: God man, you had so much, even I was about to go there on your, on your home state of New York about the athletic commission and the controversy they were in, with charging with the shows and the paramedics and everything because I work out of an indie company called Tier 1 Wrestling it happens and um, people just like and, hmm. and I was involved in controversy I wasn't really directly involved but I was involved with controversy with a female I heard about all that stuff And you room. know what they, yeah. they're making
4: you have to make some requir- uh, changes in requirements mm-hmm. again it is also to a business mm-hmm. but me I wish the athletic commissions blading is a thing of the past yes uh, Unless if somebody started bleeding in WWE, let it happen. Because guess what? Everyone is is tested. So it should happen. Me, I always I get tested. I always have gotten tested, even during ECW. Because mm-hmm. I was afraid of AIDS. And I used to drink people's blood because I was an idiot. But <laughs> if Goodness. you, the Athletic Commission, if they're doing stuff to protect the wrestlers, that's better. You're making a better environment. And also it will help weed out... Your promotions. Mm-hmm. You can't treat this then like it's UFC though, because mm-hmm. that'll hurt everybody. You know. Okay. So uh, men versus women. Yeah, that. I have seen men versus women matches. I- I'm from it from ECW. Mm-hmm. And you pile drive the women all the time, and I'll pile drive someone tomorrow mm-hmm. because, like I said, usually they're all okay, and uh, you can't. But I've seen men do stupid stuff to women, and, you know, women do This business is not about, it's not UFC, it's not about hurting your opponent, it's working together. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if the Athletic Commission has to step in, I don't know I wasn't there at your situation. Uh, I don't believe there is a ruling about it, but guess what? Uh, if you got to adhere to the rules, you have to adhere to the rules. I think they're still making some changes, and it'll work out uh,
0: no, it was just uh, boxing. A man couldn't get in, in the ring with a female, so they bypassed it. Uh, she went on.
4: You can't treat wrestling like it's boxing. You can't treat wrestling like it's uh, like it's MMA. That's kind of where the, the gray areas are falling into. And, you know, you got to get insurance policies on boxers and mm-hmm. MMA fighters, and they wanted on wrestlers. We're not trying to kill each other, you mm-hmm. know. Boxers aren't trying to kill each other, but you know, strike blows to the head happen. Same with the MMA.
0: So, you know,
4: I think uh, I think it'll all work, work out in the end.
0: Alright, well Tommy, one more thing, plug your social media and uh, that'd be Sure.
4: I'm uh the Tommy Dreamer on Twitter, very Instagram funny thank you. Uh, the Tommy Dreamer on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook, uh House of and uh, House of Hardcore on Twitter and Instagram
0: and Facebook. Uh, thank you very much Tommy. You've been a great uh interviews in, in my career as a broad, as a podcaster and I'd love to have you on in the future. Thank you, man. Who knew that I would be interviewing Tommy Dreamer and getting learning tree lessons from him at the same time? (laughs) Well, I guess I can mark that one off the list. Not like Chris Jericho's list, but a list of kind of say um a wrestling bucket list. But only the thing is, I don't die at the end. But thanks to Tommy Dreamer for putting House of Hardcore on the podcast on this episode. And in the future, I'm going to be doing some promotions for House of Hardcore as well. A lot of big names come to these shows. A lot of people are into the names. It's fun and excitement. And it's just like his slogan. No politics, no BS, just wrestling. Even recently, I mentioned this during the interview or in off the interview that Chris Hero made an appearance in House of Hardcore as Brother Hero in replacement of Brother Nero, Jeff Hardy. And the video has been circulating all over Facebook and social media, let alone YouTube and people, you know, just screaming obsolete at Hero. And man, honestly, Chris Hero is is absolutely entertaining i don't care what anybody says i met the man in brooklyn new york city uh from shaolin (laughs) i i can't uh think of the zip code but you know it reminds me of the album liquid source which is one of the greatest hip-hop albums of all time it's my one of my favorites and i can listen to it from start to finish especially the song at the end basic basic instruction before leaving earth which is a great and thoughtful song and you have to listen to it. You have to meditate on it. And it would just it would just open up your mind. But anyway, I'm here to promote House of Hardcore, December 3rd, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Waukesha, Wisconsin, which is a couple miles away from Milwaukee. Uh, with GLCW, with my brother David Hero, Damian Nelson, Linda K, the Pro Wrestling Report guys. Hopefully, uh, my friend David Mullen will be there, too, doing his Trump impersonation now that we have... Uh, a billi- that billionaire president in the White House, or should I say president-elect right now, but I'm not getting into politics, but I will see Abyss there, I will see Al Snow there for the second time in a row, Headbangers, and a lot of many other names. Also going to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania for House of Hardcore on December 16th, that is on a Friday, which will be Tony Le- Niece's last match and a couple of other names that will be advertised on the card. Go to HouseOfHardcore.net to get more information. You're not going to turn it out of me. I'm going to push you to the website. And also, the next day on the 17th in Baltimore, Maryland, at the MCW Arena on the outskirts of Baltimore in Joppa. James Ellsworth's last final indie booking before he goes full-time with WWE. I cannot say enough congratulations to james ellsworth i'm glad for him his daughters are just going to be i i think they're just through through the roof when they found out he got signed because they love wwe too so congratulations to him also thank you very much uh chris prism for the cow for the cowgirl song i know at this moment right now when you're listening people are just go, coming to the sensational one. Uh, telling them how they like the song, or they just coming to you telling you how they like the song and heard it on Shy Lounge. But anyway, I do have some promotional dates to uh, put out there for Shin Blade for people who want to catch me. This weekend, I'll be at Winston-Salem, North Carolina for Wrestlecade, which will feature over a hundred big names because this is the final WrestleCade that will be shown in North Carolina i seen this on titlematchwrestling.com and on the YouTube page it's been a big turnout during Thanksgiving weekend I'm gonna be down there after enjoying Thanksgiving with my family um if you want to catch Shinblade hit me up on Twitter hit me up on Facebook I do pictures um I don't do autographs, really, um, you know, because I, I don't have the autograph uh, hand signature. I never practice it. So let's say the shy hands is my autograph. OK, so I'll take pictures. I'll do videos. We can we can party because I am not going to stop partying until I leave Russell Kate. OK, anyway, next week. Uh, December 2nd, Ring of Honor Final Battle. I will be in New York City seeing Cody Rose's debut in Ring of Honor. I don't think I can say Rose, but it's Cody Rose to me. And Jim Cornette says the same thing. December 3rd, I'll be in Waukesha, Wisconsin, promoting GLCW Blizzard Brawl. Uh, I already promoted that before, Slash House of Hardcore. On December 10th, I have a special interview in New York City. With a A-list celebrity, which will be released on my next episode, which will be after this episode, to say. So details will be later. If you want to know in advance, go on my Facebook. I I, I will make the announcement Monday morning or Tuesday morning. Don't don't catch me on this. I might have jet lag or travel lag. I will be making an announcement either Monday or Tuesday on my Facebook page, Twitter, and on Instagram. Who is this A-list celebrity? On the 11th, I will be at Tier 1 Wrestling in New York City. Again, should I say Queens? It's going to be in Queensboro, New York City. Featuring one half of the American Wolves, Davy Richards will be there. So I'll be in the building at La Boom. Hit me up on Facebook. Hit up Tier 1 Wrestling on Facebook. Oh, and that's pretty much it. I have nothing else. Maybe I'll go to the Philadelphia, like I said, for Tony Niece. He's a great guy. I met him. Uh, you see the picture on Facebook. And then also, I got to pay respect to James Ellsworth in Baltimore on his big send-off at the House of Hardcore show. See, I'm promoting it double twice again. D- double twice. I think I'm going to make it up. A- yes, I can use that. Okay. But anyway, after that, I have the Christmas holiday. Um, I, I'm free so I get the rest, relaxation. I've been doing a lot of work, been promoting, plugging, doing it, everything that's have to do to get people to the other side of things. That's how Shinblade does it. I'm a podcaster, I'm a reporter. I'm an editorial writer for a couple websites, freelance editorial writer. I do a lot. And what I could use is some rest during the holidays, during uh, Christmas. Maybe I'll do a little shopping, but not too early. But I would be doing that. And also, maybe I'll go to New York and see my friend Evan Ginsberg to ring in the new year. He's been a big supporter of Shy Lounge. I can't thank him enough. Uh, He's always throwing me ideas. He's always always, uh, helping Shinblade out. And honestly, Shinblade would not be at this level without the people around him Monique Dupree, the original Goddard, uh, Johnny Crab Cakes many other people that have helped me. If I forget the names, please let me know. I'll put it on the list and I'll put it on Shy Lounge as a year in episode. Anyway, thank you for listening to Tommy Dreamer thank you for listening to Will Spitwell by association with Chris Prism of Illiteracy this is Shin and I'm out.